this is Des. Welcome to my podcast, According to Des, where I interview people with passions, hobbies, or side hustles, trying to live their best lives by following their dreams and pursuing their goals. Get ready to be inspired. Hey, everyone. On today's episode, I will be interviewing Emily Smart, founder and owner of Blue Shift Web Services. I'm so excited to talk to Emily because she is a woman in STEM, and if you know anything about women in STEM, it is that Women are a minority by far, and they face a lot of challenges in the field, such as sexism in the field. So I'm really excited to talk to Emily about her experiences and how she grew in the field and how she got started in tech and how she began working for NASA, which is super, super cool. She worked on NASA's websites. That's amazing. And how she started her own business with her husband. So cool. Before we get started, I just have to apologize for my sound. As most of you know from my nonstop complaining about it, I've been having a lot of tech issues lately. All of my tech has been crashing. So I finally got a new computer after it crashed, but now my sound equipment won't hook up to my computer for some reason. So the interview itself is fine for this interview. The intro and outro is going to be a little wonky, but I'm working really hard to try to research interfaces. So hopefully my sound will be better in the future. So please just excuse the intro and outro for this episode and a few coming up. Otherwise, thank you for your patience. And I'm so excited to talk to Emily. I think you're really going to enjoy this interview. So let's get started. So everyone, I am here with Emily Smart, owner of Blue Shift Web Services. Hi, Emily. Thanks so much for joining me today. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. I'm really looking forward to talking to you. You have a lot of background in STEM and you work in STEM now. Can you, first of all, just explain what STEM is or what it stands for for our listeners? STEM is science, technology, engineering, and math. It's basically all of the classes that are called stereotypically boring. (laughs) Um, But they're not. They're so much fun. So, so much fun. I've been interested in STEM pretty much my whole life. I remember getting up and getting on my grandma's computer when they were still dial up with the loud noises. You had to leave the room for 30 minutes, come back just to like wait for pages to load each pixel left to right and down the page. Oh, yeah. It's been a long time that I've been interested in STEM and technology mostly. How old were you around then when you were going on the computer? The first time I went on the computer, I was four. My grandma sat me on her lap and taught me how to play Minesweeper. Oh, um, yeah. I was always like one of those advanced kids. I got smart really fast, but I didn't get tall at all. Oh. I'm still four foot ten. Oh, my gosh. Stopped growing. My mom jokes that, oh, it all went to your brain. I was like, eh, should have taken some to the height just a little bit. <laughs> Oh my goodness, that's too funny. What was it like being in school then, interested in the STEM field where it's a minority of women? I remember that I had a couple teachers that were not encouraging of it. They were older, older teachers, gonna retire real soon type of old. They would be like, oh, that's more of a man's field. You sure you don't want to do teaching or be a nurse or anything, you know, that was stereotypically female. Mm-hmm. And I was always like, no, no, I know I don't want to go into teaching. I'm a bad teacher. I know I'm a bad teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten better at teaching, thankfully. Oh, that's uh, good. I like run workshops for the digital marketing and stuff that I know. Oh, um, wow. So I'm better enough to explain some things so that people get interested in it. So that's exciting. That's great. What was your experience like in high school with STEM? Were you trying to go into different clubs or could you pick your classes? Actually, in sixth grade was when I first started getting really, really into math. I had a teacher. She was a female math teacher and she saw that I was really, really good at math. I've always been like freakishly good at math. She was like, okay, I see you're really interested in this and that you're really good at it. I'm going to put you up on this program and you're going to work ahead. So while everybody else was learning basic sixth grade math, I would do like whatever worksheet and then go start working on seventh, eighth grade math. So by the end of the year of sixth year, I actually did Algebra 1 Honors, which is a ninth grade class typically. Oh, Um, wow. So I was already starting to be like two, three years ahead. And that followed on. I did Geometry in eighth grade. Then I did Algebra 2 in in, uh, ninth grade. And then 
I actually dropped out of high school and went to college. Oh, really? um, I dropped out of public high school. I was still in high school, just did my classes online. I went to college and I got up to Calc 1 because for what I do in my business, I didn't have to go all the way up gladly because calculus is not my friend. In sixth grade, they had math clubs after school math programs, math teams. In our math teams, it was me and like three or four other boys. And we went into these competitions where we went against other middle school. Well, I was the last year of elementary school, but we went against elementary, middle and high school students. And we actually won third place out of all the high schools, all the middle schools, all the elementary schools. So that was really exciting. Oh, that's so cool. Um, Wow. We lost to one high school team and one middle school team. We weren't really exposed to all of the stuff they were. And we played these math games. So one was normal math, like competition type team. And then one was a game which was just math-based, like arithmetic-based. And it was so fun. (laughs) (laughs) We we won first place against everybody on that one. So that was super, super fun. Oh, that's amazing. And then continued on seventh grade. I was in the math club again. Eighth grade, I was a math tutor. Ninth grade, math tutor. Oh, okay. And in seventh grade was when I started getting into like web design. Oh, really? On MySpace and Tumblr, you could customize your stuff using HTML and CSS, which is your main based backbone of web design. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I've been doing that for years and years and years, even before thinking I was going to do it as a career. And it just kept going from there. Just kept getting more and more into it, more and more. And now I do it. (laughs) Wow. So all this time that you were doing the math club, customizing your Tumblr, MySpace, everything, in your head, what were you thinking you were going to do in the future? I was actually originally thinking I was going to be basically like bones. I wanted to be a forensic scientist. And then when I got with my husband, he guided me in my college classes of what would be most useful. He knows all my skills and he's like, okay, you can apply your amazing skills this way in this job. I've trusted him and I did it and it was accounting. And that was my first true love in the field of careers, man. I was in love with accounting. I got A's in both financial accounting and managerial accounting, was dead set that was going to be what I was going to be. Then my husband switched into doing more of a technical thing where he did like HTML, CSS, C programming, you know, those basic classes. He was asking me for help and I was reading the little paragraph and I'd be like, oh, okay, this is what you had to do. And he's like, how do you know that? I'm like, I don't know. I just read the paragraph. Oh my God. I (laughs) love that. That's amazing. Yeah. He did that to me with physics too. Like I never took physics, but he would come and ask me for help. He's like, I know you can look at this and understand it. So just look at this and tell me what I need to do. And so I was tutoring him (laughs) in physics without ever doing physics. Oh, I love that. After I helped him with all the coding classes, he was like, no, this is your calling. Like, this is what you need to do. I went and I took college classes there at Valencia College, which is the precursor to University of Central Florida. It's like the community college. UCF is literally take it for your last few years. But before I even got my AA, I got my first job working for NASA. (gasps) What? They were looking for a contractor to help build the websites for all of the launches that go off in their conferences. So I applied and I got it. Wow. And then once I got it, I was like, I don't need to spend time in these theoretical classes anymore. Like I have a practical job. So I stopped going to college and self-taught myself the rest of the languages. Because everything that I was learning in school, I actually never used in my particular field. Oh, okay. This does not go for majority of STEM. If you're going for biology or something, you need to go to school to learn biology. If you're going for web design where you're just doing HTML, CSS, there's loads and loads and loads of tools where you can get certified and learn on your own time at your own speed. Do what's best for you in whatever field you're going for. Wow. So how old were you when you got this job at NASA and decided you weren't going to continue with classes? Uh, I was 21. Wow. So how long did you work for NASA? It was a contract. So I only worked there for um, six months. I think it was a six month contract. And then at the end of six months, the website was done. And then from there, I went and worked in cryptocurrency. So I worked for a cryptocurrency agency doing their website. I was the junior developer there. 
I worked right under the CTO. As a cryptocurrency startup, you know, everyone wears multiple hats. So I was actually doing like business administration and junior developing, trying to like help everybody keep their stuff organized and like create the online system for their file structures and their emails, their marketing and all of that, keeping all that ready to go basically. And then while I was there, they started up a cryptocurrency developer company basically. So they created a marketing and support company for other cryptocurrency startups to make their websites, to build their actual cryptocurrency, to do all these things. I ended up working at both the cryptocurrency company and the cryptocurrency marketing company. Oh, wow. And I built multiple websites while I was there. Then I started my own business. (laughs) Wow. I had my second baby, actually. I had my second baby and had just a really dumb job because I was pregnant. I can't go get a job. I'm already like Mm -hmm. five months pregnant. No one's going to hire a five-month pregnant person. They're they're like, no, your time's ticking. You're going to be gone for a while. (laughs) While I was working this job, my husband was working doing web development. He was like, you know, we could start our own business. We have the skill sets. You know so much about web design and marketing and everything. And I know a lot about it. We should try to start our own business. Christmas 2018, we decided, okay, we're going to try it out. Within two months of saying that, we had both quit our jobs, our nine to fives, and was just solely living off of our brand new company because it went from nothing, zero dollars to way more than what we had to have to survive. So we were like, okay, like this worked way better than I thought. My husband's always been good with his ideas. So I just kind of blindly trust him. Uh So he was like, yeah, this is what we're going to do. And you know, if it doesn't work out, we can both get jobs. We have experience. We have skills. So we built up our little nest egg over a couple of months. Christmas bonuses, paychecks, Christmas gifts from people. We put it all together and didn't even actually need it. Still in savings. (laughs) So it works. That's Um, unreal. In just two months from idea to development. Yeah. We had thrown it around, bought a domain, talked about what services we would offer, launched our website, and he went door to door. He went to businesses, knocked on the door and was like, hey, do you have a website? Do you need a better website? Mm. Let us do it for you. Here's our card. Let's go. We made sure that our business cards look really nice because first impressions mean everything in marketing, all aspects of it. The foot that you put forward first, you want to look the best. Absolutely. So that's like one of our main things that we push for in our business. And it worked. And we got three clients the first week of him going door to door. Oh, that's amazing. It was insane. It was so unexpected. I thought, you know, that it wasn't going to work out or it was going to take like six months. Because everything Mm -hmm. that I saw online was that you're going to not get your first client for six months or you're only going to get one client for six months. I was scared. (laughs) I was scared. That's really scary. I think it's because most people don't want to go door to door. They don't. I hate going door to door. I tried it. I wanted to vomit. I I can't do that. It's (laughs) terrible. Rejection is hard. And another thing is that I'm so short. I'm four foot 10 and I'm a girl and I'm young. So that's a triple whammy in the tech field. Uh, You're not an older dude who's tall. (laughs) You don't get a lot of respect or a lot of trust. And I experienced that not only at NASA, but also in the cryptocurrency company, also in other jobs with clients that I get now. Yeah. I don't even sign my name half the time on my emails. Really? Like it's just the company name half the time, especially when I'm talking to new people so that they'll think it's my husband instead of me. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's horrible that you have to do that. They'll make the deal with him. And then I come in and I'm like, Hey, I'm the one that's going to be developing your site. I'm the one that knows all of this stuff that's going to make your business great online. And then they start to respect me. For a girl, you have to prove yourself before you get that initial respect. So Mm -hmm. that's something that takes a long time to come to terms with. How did you deal with that in school? Because you said you experienced that growing up. I don't really care what people think about me. That's like something that I'm happy with because most people do care about people being like, no, you can't do that. Or you're too young. You're not the right gender. You're not the right race. You're not this, that, and the other to do something. I feel like they'll be more likely to listen especially when it's as frequent as it is for a girl interested in 
technology. For most of my classes, even in college, I was the only girl. Really? Um, Did you feel like you or the other girls had to work harder just to prove yourself? Oh, yeah. I find that for men, they're assumed to know Mm -hmm. everything. They're just assumed to be smart when they have a certain title. Like my husband, he's more of the business side of the business, whereas I'm the tech person. And he's always getting these questions, especially from other men. They'll ask him these tech questions and he's like, uh-uh, I have to go get my wife. Mm. Like she knows, let me go grab her. At beginning of relationships, especially with male clients, they'll be shocked that he's not the tech guy, but then they'll open up. But I've had a really bad client once that refused to talk to me. He this was early on in the business. So it wasn't really a time that I could say no to a client. I couldn't afford to say no to a mm. client. Once you get bigger, you have that luxury of deciding who you work with. Yeah. He said that he needed to talk to the tech person, my husband. That's literally verbatim what he said. Wow. And I was like, oh, well, I'm the tech person. So you might not have luck talking to my husband. He's mm-hmm. not the tech person. And he started apologizing in the email after that. And I was like, wow, this is going to be a fun time. Mm-hmm. I've also had clients that get real comfortable because me and my husband were young. We strive to make our clients feel comfortable. I've had a few male clients that get too comfortable and start making sexist jokes and sexist oh. comments. Am I the boss? And am I super bossy? And just these wow. things you wouldn't typically hear someone say about a man. Oh, absolutely. And that's just so unprofessional. You shouldn't say that to anybody, but that's super yeah. sexist. They're always in there with their wives and their wives just instantly like, oh gosh, you just say that? Oh, I bet and they're so her, embarrassed. Me and the girl will share the knowing look of like, I get it. (laughs) It's like, it's okay. Don't worry. I don't judge you for this. (laughs) Well, that's horrible. And what kind of experiences like that do you have from college? A lot of the time it was me being asked what my major was. And as soon as I said something STEM related, they'd be like, oh, really? You're probably going to change your major soon. Oh, wow. I had a guidance counselor. She was like, oh, are you sure you want to go into STEM? I mean, we have a lot of vacancies in the nursing program. And it's like, one, I'm squeamish. I can't take needles myself. And I've had two C-sections with kids. I still can't do it. I can't take any of it. Just be a nurse just because you're (laughs) female. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, no, I don't want to be a nurse. So no, I'm going to go into tech. And she's like, are you sure you could go for business? And I'm like, no, I'm going for tech. That's what my career is going to be. That's what my interests are. And she's like, okay, I'll see you when you decide to change your mind. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And that's terrible that that came from a woman too. You would expect it almost from a man or a male professor, but that women say those kind of sexist comments too is I feel more disheartening and more disappointing. Yeah. My mom was the same way. My mom didn't even want me to go to college when I was growing up. Really? My mom is super old. She's a boomer. She's old for having me. She was 45 when she had me. Wow. So like, that's pretty late. That's what I mean by old. She's not, she's only 67. She's not super old. Right. But she's old for having someone as young as me. Her dad didn't want her to go to college and didn't want her to do all of these things. She ended up attending some night classes to get typing certificates to be a secretary assistant type person. And there's nothing wrong against that. I thought that was what I was going to be for the longest time because my grandma was one, my mom was one. I figured, hey, just continue it. Till I met my husband and he's like, no, you have these skills which are hard to come by. You need to use them. And she just was really against me going to college, really against me going into STEM field, really against me going for anything hard, really. Did like, she, she didn't want me to be a doctor? Or what was the issue? I, I still don't know. I think it was more of just the fact that I was a girl. Because, mm. like, I'm the smartest of all three of her kids. And my other siblings tell me this all the time. They all, they all <laughs> tell me that I'm the smartest. I'm not, like, just being braggadocious right, or anything. Right. Like, I'm told this yeah, by them. They know. (laughs) Um, They were encouraged to, well, my brother was, and I wasn't. My sister went straight to being a stay-at-home mom. So that was like my mom's biggest dream, I guess, for her daughters to be stay-at-home moms. I want to stay at home. I also want to work because I just have this feeling that I have to work. I have to have some kind of reprieve from being a mom, which Mm -hmm. is so great because I work from home now. Since owning my own business, I get to 
do whatever I want, basically. So nice. I work from home and play with my kids all day and work when I want to. I definitely see the appeal of being a stay-at-home mom. I definitely see it. I love it. But I like that reprieve of where I can be like, hey, I have to go work. You take the kids. So <laughs> you you go have the take best of turn. both worlds now. Yeah. And that's really about balance. If I didn't have work-home balance... I would be ripping my hair out because I have two young babies. I had two under two. So when my wow. oldest was a month shy of two, I had my second baby, like gave birth to my second baby. Wow. And um, yeah, so stressful. I was pregnant with my second baby when we started the business. So oh like talk gosh. about even more pressure about making it work. Yeah. <laughs> like we only had, a, so- I think I was like three months pregnant at the time. So wow. definitely was like, you gotta, gotta make it work. There's six months before it's like no other choices. You got to go figure something else out. Well, that was probably even more of a drive to make it work and to really figure out the nuts and bolts in that drive because the baby was coming. Like you said, had mm-hmm. no other choice. Yeah. I remember when I was pregnant with my first baby, that's when I was in college for the coding classes and things like that. But when I was pregnant with her, me and my husband were renting a room from another couple because we were broke college students and had to do the cheapest thing. There were so many late nights of sitting at Starbucks and getting on the Wi-Fi. And he's like, just keep teaching yourself how to code. Just keep doing it. And I promise you everything will work out. As I said, I blindly trust him. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to sit here and code away. (laughs) Yeah. He believed in you so much. Oh yeah. He's my number one supporter, which is so great. Like find you a man that does that because it's the best thing in the world. sounds like you guys really balance each other out and you're a really great team. Oh yeah. We're like perfect opposites, basically. Sometimes that works great. This time where he understands what I know and I understand what he knows, but we're better at different things. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it doesn't work out how he keeps the thermostat at 70 and I want it at 76. Uh-huh. So I freeze to death every day, but it's okay. <laughs> I will make that sacrifice. Always a compromise. <laughs> There's this statistic by the age around 11, girls lose interest in STEM fields. Have you heard that before? Yeah. The first time I heard that, I actually saw it in a Facebook post. It was on a big image. I looked back at my life and I was like, yeah, that's when people started really pushing the guys to be in STEM and the girls to be in like arts and education, these fields. Yeah, that's great. If you have art skills, go do them. I was in band. I was in orchestra. I was in choir. I did music theater. I was a big performing arts person growing up my whole life. But for me, I knew that I wasn't going to really be able to pursue that as a full thing for me. So why Um, do you think you stuck with STEM despite that statistic? My sixth grade math teacher. Wow. If my sixth grade math teacher didn't see that I was doing so good with her math class and then allow me to advance my math, I don't think I would have stuck with it. Wow. That's incredible. I thank Miss Mains for all of that. (laughs) Wow. It really does just take that one person to believe in you and push you forward. If you had all these voices, all these people telling you, oh, go into nursing, go into this and do art, whatever. But it really just takes that one voice that's like, no, you continue with what you want to do. Some people can say it in an offhand way, but if you don't have a relationship with that person where you trust them, Mm-hmm. you probably won't really take it as anything. Thankfully, I had already had a relationship with her where I trusted her because she was my teacher. So it meant more to me for her to say that. The next person who was supportive was my grandma and then my husband. When did you meet your husband? I was about to turn 16. I had uh, oh. just dropped out of going to public high school and I was going to online school. And then we met at the mall. Oh, you did? Oh, wow. it all went from there. Do you know of any programs or organizations that encourage girls to learn STEM or to stick with it or to teach them STEM? There was one that I had gone to when I was a kid. It was like a summer camp. It was a week long. I don't remember what it was called, but if I describe it, someone in the comments might remember. Basically, it was like a weekend long thing. And they did it for four weekends during a summer. You sign up for it and you pick your classes. There was the physics one where you had to build a roller coaster for a marble to like go around the track. Then there was one where you build your own lipstick. A couple of different ones where it was more of like theoretical stuff where it was talking about like the history of women in STEM and different things that 
were actually discovered by women, but are taught to be discovered by men. Mm-hmm. So that was a fun class to take. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was so fun. I remember that I did as part of Girl Scouts when I was oh, a kid. Okay. We did that to earn our badge. There's a lot of toys coming out now. I don't know if you've heard of Goldie Blocks, but I love Goldie Blocks. Heard of them, but I do know that there's a lot of toys coming out. As I said, I have two little toddlers. I am trying to get them into STEM just because I know that they're going to have those voices. The sooner I get them encouraged to do it, the better. Plus, we own our own tech business. Yeah, so, like, oh, I want them to be part of it. They right. love computers and tablets. She knows how to turn on the Xbox, the TV, and navigate to YouTube and find herself a blippy video. Oh my gosh. I think it was Legos too. Don't quote me on this, but I think Legos was coming out with a female driven block set with female figures and they were going to be all different colors. Like I get it. But like also when I had my first daughter, I was so annoyed by everything having to be pink, everything Mm -hmm. just because it's for girls. Why does it have to be pink? I don't see why they have to. You know, color block the kids. <laughs> it's not even just the color. It's the whole marketing in general. I used to work at Toys R Us when I was in high school and it really mm-hmm. was, you would walk down the aisle and it would be so obviously the boy aisle. And it was so obviously the girl mm-hmm. aisle. And it's like, you know, when I was growing up, I used to love playing with cars and trucks. I loved dolls too, but I had all my Batman figurines and my Spider-Man figurines, but everything mm-hmm. is so separated. Like these are the boy toys and these are the girl toys. And my friend yeah. has a son now and he loves loves doing dress up with dresses and stuff. They get so many comments when he's wearing a dress, but he's like such a hyper energetic little boy that loves swords and everything, but while he's wearing a dress and it's just so separated by color and name and it just goes into all yeah. marketing. With my kids, my oldest one is very sporty. She doesn't like getting dirty, but she loves playing with balls and running around and doing everything. Oh, <laughs> um, she's like super super into physical stuff, which is great because I wasn't. I was Mm -hmm. a couch potato. I'm glad (laughs) she got her dad's energy. But she's also super into makeup because she sees me put on makeup and she's like, I, I, to get me to put her eye makeup on. And I'm like, you don't need eye makeup. I take the end that doesn't have anything on it and I just tap it on her eyeball and she like (laughs) runs to daddy. She's like, look at me and she like has her eyes completely squinted. So even if she had something on it, you couldn't see it. Oh my gosh, so cute. (laughs) And the second baby, she's super into music, super into like the instruments and to the singing. Well, that's awesome that they're interested in so many different things and that you're going to be a good role model for them because you're a woman who started her own business in the tech field. So that's really great that they could see that that is possible. And that's another thing, working for the businesses, it's a pleasure and a curse to be a female because they have to meet a quota. They probably will choose a woman over a man sometimes to Mm. meet that quota but then you're the only woman in there right it's awkward right the only person of any kind of minority is going Mm -hmm. to feel odd especially when they're so obviously uncomfortable with you being there one of my co-workers were really toxic joking around that you know, I was hired because I was a girl and not because I was a coder. I wasn't a programmer. I was just a designer or something like that. He said something really rude like that. I was like, no, I know how to code. I just do the CSS because I'm better at it than my coworkers are. He was new too. He had just got hired on. Wow. Um, shut that down real quick. Cause I was like, no, I can code. I can program. I'm just mm-hmm. doing what no one else here can. There's no reason to overlap. If you have opposite skills, like mm-hmm. let them take one, you take the other. And the other times you could just chalk up to like high school boys being high school boys and college guys being college guys, being rude and picking on girls because they can. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, my husband's not like that. He'll guide me, like I said, with like, these are skills that you have. I think that you'll enjoy this field. I think you'll be good at it. Just try it. If you don't like it, stop it. <laughs> well, that's great to have someone that knows your skills and knows you so well and knows what you'll excel at and what will bring you joy and happiness and your passion. You know, that's really good to have. Cause sometimes when we have those skills, we just can't see it for ourselves. It takes somebody else pointing out like, no, Hey, you're good at this. I was exactly like that. When he was telling me to go into coding, I was like, no, I'm not going to like that. It's going to be boring. And he was like, no, just take one class, one semester. Tell me what you think. I was glad I did it. It was 
fun. It was great. I had a lot of fun creating my first website and the thing where you say hello world as your first assignment in a coding (laughs) class. It was so fun. I took on an intern not too long ago and she really was interested in learning coding. And so I was like, okay, here, this is your code. It's a P tag, which is a paragraph tag. Type in hello world. This is my website. Hit the closing P tag and then put it out there. Like just open the file on your computer. And she did. And I was like, there you go. You made your first website. And she was so happy. Oh, she was wow. so happy. She got her husband. She showed him. And I was like, hey, you want to see something cooler? She was like, what? I was like, we're going to change the color of the words. <laughs> and like for me, because I've been doing this for so long, it's, it's nothing. But to see like the joy and the excitement, I was like, I remember those days. Oh, that's <laughs> I amazing. When I was excited over every little thing that I learned. I remember every time I learned something, I was grabbing Ryder and I was like, Hey, Ryder, look at what I just did. And he was like, whoa, you did that? I'm like, yeah. Even though I'd be taking a course, I wouldn't be doing exactly what they would say to do. I would be taking whatever they were teaching and then applying it on my own spin on it. That's the best way for me to learn. He was like, you didn't just copy and paste the code from the class. I was like, no, no, look, this is what it's supposed to be. But I was building my own thing over here. Oh, wow. Like one of my languages, love languages that are really big is words of affirmation. Mm. And having that, oh, yeah, you're so great. You're doing so good. It means so much to me. That positive feedback. Mm -hmm. You have someone who's your go-to cheerleader, have them encourage you. It's the best thing, especially if that's one of your love languages. I feel like especially for you too, in your career and your experiences in academia, just getting all those negative comments, those positive words must mean so much more. Yeah. And it comes from my husband, which is funny that he thinks that I'm doing so great. And that he's so proud of me. Whereas like the other guys are like, are you sure you want to be in here? Wow. You can't do that. You're a girl. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm so glad that you were able to ignore all those people because you're so accomplished. I mean, you're so smart. And oh, you're, yeah. Sounds like you don't know something and then you just learn it. You make yourself learn mm-hmm. it and you figure it out, which that in itself is just a really important quality and skill for people to have. The world is so technology now. Like everything mm-hmm. is technology. You've got your smartphone, you've got your laptops, you've got your Xboxes. You have the ability to learn anything that you want from a laptop, from a phone, the palm of your hand, on the bus, you could teach yourself coding another language, you could teach yourself math, you can teach yourself anything now. And it's so great. And I think that that has also really given me a lot of benefits now. Because if this was like in the 70s, like when my mom was going to college, I don't think I would have been able to teach myself whatever I wanted in STEM and really exceed in it. It wasn't capable back then. Yeah, it would have been much, much tougher for sure. We really do live in an amazing time. There's YouTube. YouTube Mm -hmm. teaches you everything. YouTube is number one. I taught myself about 80% of the PHP knowledge that I know. I taught myself through YouTube. Wow, that's incredible. For HTML, it was Codecademy. Super great tool to learn a lot of different programming languages like web design and stuff. And it's free. Like that's the biggest thing for me. I grew up poverty stricken. I was well below the poverty line growing up because I lost my dad real early. And my mom, as I said, wasn't really fit for (laughs) the career world, basically, especially not raising a daughter on her own. Mm -hmm. Um, Well below the poverty line and having free resources like that means a lot because not everyone can chuck a hundred bucks at a course to teach themselves. No, absolutely. And some of those courses, I get ads on Facebook and YouTube all the time for all these courses and some are so expensive. And Oh yeah, I still get those ads. I'm like, hey, I do this. I I do this myself. Why are you trying to teach me how to do this, Google? Like get your stuff together. Yeah, it's amazing that there's those free resources though. If you want to learn something, you don't have those skills yet, you don't have the money to pay for it. And there's many more like that. There's games. I'm a gamer. I love to play video games. So when I found certain games like CSS Grid and Flexbox Froggy to teach me the two different main CSS layout tools, I played all 30 levels and then played all 30 levels again and kept playing until I got through all of them without getting them wrong. That's Um, awesome. There's so much stuff you can do on the internet now. No, there's games for kids too. I don't know what it's called, but my sisters were playing games in elementary school and it was a coding frozen video game. You make the snowflakes and things like that, which I think that's really cool. I have coding games on my kids' tablets. 
as I said, I'm getting a minute early. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. I think one of them is called Coda Pillar. Okay. And what's great like is even that. though it's not the actual code, it's getting the premise across because all code is, is a set of instructions. Mm-hmm. Show this thing before this thing before this thing. Make this thing that color. It's really cool to see them getting familiar with making something go left and making it go right by using functions, which when I was teaching myself functions, I wanted to rip my hair out. <laughs> so <laughs> glad that they could figure that out. That's awesome. But yeah, getting them started as early as possible is really my thing that I tell everyone to do. Get your kids these tech skills as early as possible because in the future everything's going to be tech oh yeah it's already getting there Mm -hmm. and there's like that whole movement of no screen time no this no that for kids and like yeah I get it kids spend a lot of time on the tv and on things like that but if you can frame it in a way where they're learning Mm -hmm. like I put educational videos on a tv like Blippi he's always teaching them something I mean, and like, she knows all these things about construction cars now. And I'm like, I don't even know this. Like, how? (laughs) I think if you just make it productive time on the Mm -hmm. screens, that'll get them used to it. That'll get them comfortable with it without them being mindless. So as long as you can control them, not watching cartoons that do nothing for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Even then there's a time and a place for it because certain cartoons encourage imagination and things like that. So Mm -hmm. it's like, I mean, I see their point. Yeah, you don't want them sucked into it 24-7. You want them to have these skills that they're going to need for the workplace. Absolutely. And even if they don't end up going into a tech field, I mean, like you said, everything's just going to keep moving more towards technological advances. And even if they master these kind of skills, they'll be able to master other skills because they'll have that confidence in themselves that they're learning difficult things. Yeah. And the thing about tech is that everything is based on each other. So like if you're familiar with the basics of how coding works, that it's instructions and it goes line by line, it goes this, 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 then you're going to understand that the next language kind of works the same. You're going to have a base and then you're going to go da, 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 da. And then the next thing builds on that and Mm -hmm. back and forth. And with the internet of things coming on and 3D technology and the VR and all these crazy cool things that are happening, you want them to be prepared. Mm -hmm. faster than ever. My mom, she says that she doesn't know how to use her phone. It's a generational thing. So yeah, we grew up with technology. So I'm on the cusp of millennial Gen Z. We grew up through it. So we were all exposed to it and learning it. So we're able to adapt when technology changes. So I remember the change from the little phones with the nine keys and you're typing, typing, typing. You have to press each key four times to get whatever mm-hmm. letter. When they had the slide out phone and it had the full size keyboard for the first time. Yeah. Then it went to a touch screen. I was lucky enough that I could convince my mom to <laughs> let me get these things when they were semi new so that I could adapt. I remember when a touch screen laptop came out, that was by far the most crazy thing to me. And now it's like everybody has one. Yeah. But my mom wasn't exposed to that. She wasn't exposed to the adapting world of technology. So she struggles more with it. Yeah. And that's the thing. Some people do get left behind. Yeah. I agree with that on some ways. I think I'm more of an advocate for kids to have access to technology regularly than I am for older people to Mm -hmm. adapt. Because I know that having tech experience is going to start being a requirement for businesses. I see that people already ask to make sure that you know how to use the office suite. So learning about that and becoming Microsoft Office certified and things like that, those are Mm -hmm. all skills that are great for your kid to have. But if you don't let them, they might be left behind in a job force. And that's not fun. And playing catch up is never easy. No, it's very hard. I've talked to somebody recently, actually. She's an older woman and she said she was applying for an administrative assistant job and she had to be proficient in all these different, like one, for example, was Google Drive and PowerPoint, Mm -hmm. all that, you know, all that kind of stuff in Google. And she didn't know how to do it because she's older, doesn't really use Google, whatever. So she didn't get that job. That's true that a lot more jobs are asking you to be proficient in all these different areas. I handled hiring for the tech interns when I was in the cryptocurrency companies. I know how that job goes for it. Yeah, we're in tech, so we're looking for a lot more technical things. But I mean, just the basics. 
it's a required course for business to do the Microsoft certification course. Oh, okay. You can get your certification in this easy peasy by taking this college course. You can take it outside of college as well. And I suggest for people who are wanting to go into like business administration and stuff to do that. It's a great tool. You're going to learn a lot. (laughs) You're going to learn a lot. There's a lot of stuff that I learned that I was like, you can do that. Oh, (laughs) like even in the tech field, I'm always learning something like you can do that. (laughs) Oh yeah. So do you want to let us know what kind of services your business offers? My company is a full service digital marketing agency. It's Blue Shift Web Services. We do everything for your business to get them online and thriving online. We do logo design. We do graphic design. So business cards, flyers, posters, brochures, the whole nine yards on graphics. We do social media, paid advertising. So Google ads, Facebook ads, Instagram ads. But I think the main two things that we really do the most is going to be SEO, which is search engine optimization and websites. Every business should have a website in this day and age. Um, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are learning that thanks to COVID that you really need to have an online presence. Didn't expect it to be so intense. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I really thought this was going to be like a one and done just disappears after a while. Didn't expect quarantine for so long. And I know a lot of people didn't. And we actually have clients who are like, Hey, I need to get online ASAP. Because a lot of people think that I have a brick and mortar store. I don't need anything else. You got to be found. And now no one's walking past your store. You need to have a website. You need to have social media. You need to be doing your search engine optimization. If you can afford ads and they're working for you, you need to be doing that. Mm -hmm. The center of all of your digital marketing, of all of your marketing in general, is your website. That is your storefront online. Right. Having that and then doing your social media, directing people back to your website, having your whole SEO strategy going on, which SEO is just making sure that you rank higher on Google. The top three search results get 99% of the clicks. Wow. So if you're not there, probably aren't going to get the clicks for it. So there's a whole strategy that goes into that. And as a full service digital agency, being able to handle someone's complete digital marketing means making sure that it all works together towards the one goal. I'm a big, big feature. I said it earlier about having your branding and putting your best foot forward means that you really want your logo to look good, your website to look good and run good. A lot of people will have a Facebook page and be like, that's all I need. I have a Facebook page. I'm popping. I have an Instagram page. I'm getting all the stuff I want. I don't want more business. A website is really where you want to be because Facebook and Instagram don't get indexed by Google. And Mm. Google is where people go to search things. No matter what anybody says, that's where people type in tire center near me or I need an oil change, things like that. We really help all different kinds of businesses. Uh, We've worked with medical businesses, auto industry, beauty industry. We've worked with food. We've worked with business consulting, the whole nine yards. We've worked with so many different industries. And on our website, we have our full portfolio up there. So you can go through the websites and see what we've done for people. Super exciting. NASA is on there. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) Awesome. No, that's really great. So you offer everything. Yeah, we offer everything and we're always expanding. Like the next thing that we're going to start doing is photography and videography, um, which goes hand in hand with our business. And we're always trying to find how we can be that one stop shop for our clients. It's hard when you look up like this person does the logo, but this person does your website and this person does the SEO. So that's nice to be able to go to one person. Can you do this all for me? Because it's hard for people that aren't familiar with that kind of thing. I deal with a lot of people that don't know how to make a website. So it's nice to be able to go to exactly. one person. So that's something about us that I like to think makes us stand out is that we really help educate the business owner on what they need. So if you don't need social media or you don't need paid ads or you're not in an industry where one of those is going to work that well for you, we don't sell it to you. Mm-hmm. We don't require contracts to like, if we're doing social media, it's on a month to month basis. And if you're not seeing the results you want and you don't think that you really want to keep going with it, find Dandy, send me an email. We're done. There's no requirements. And with the websites, I give a full training session on our WordPress websites that we build for you to be able to run it yourself. So in the event that you want to bring it in house or you just want to have that knowledge as a backup in case something happens, like you can't afford the maintenance package that we offer, or you just want to, you know, do it yourself. I give you that full training so that you don't mess anything up. (laughs) 
so that you know, like, okay, I'll play around in this area, but this is not to be touched. (laughs) Right, right. That's awesome. That's really, really valuable for people. Yeah, we also do monthly workshops with our Chamber of Commerce where I do training sessions on different topics. Our last one was on social media, really went in depth about how to use social media for your business, how to know how to use social media. So like which platforms to use because not every platform works for every business. Mm -hmm. That's why I said I got better at teaching because I do these workshops. So now I'm like, okay, I'm getting a little bit better here. (laughs) That's awesome. That's great. And I do it with my husband. So it's like bonding time. Oh, Um, it's a lot of fun. We get to bounce off of each other. If I hit a brain fart and I can't do something, he'll be right there to swoop in and save me um, (laughs) and vice versa. Sometimes we butt heads because we're human. Everyone butts heads and we'll do a little bickering. It just gives us that real feeling. And people always are like, I love that you guys bickered in front of us. And I'm like, really? Because like, I don't think we did. I don't think we liked that. Oh my gosh, that's too funny. (laughs) Wow. Well, I love that, that you guys are such an amazing team since you guys are teenagers. That's so cool. Oh yeah. He is my partner in crime. Everything. He's the best. And I'm not just saying that because he came in the room because I know that he's thinking that I'm just saying that because he's in the room. I've been saying it the whole time. Yep, she has. has. And that's, that's the best thing. If you can, a lot of people do it by themselves, but if you can really have that person that has the same goals, the same dreams for the outcome for you, like have that person, even if they're not actively in the business, just having someone to bounce ideas off of, to celebrate your wins, to console you when you hit your bottoms and your losses. It's a really great thing to have. Oh yeah. It's so true. It's so helpful to have a support system and a team member, a partner. I think it makes things a little easier. And like you said, you and your husband have these opposite skills that are kind of parallel and, you know, lead you to the same goals. That's really helpful too. Then to have somebody that has all your same skill sets, that's, that's a little harder. Well, Emily, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me. I loved hearing about your journey through STEM and starting your own business and about your kids and your partnership with your husband, just very, very cool stuff that you're doing and so much value you provide other people that don't know as much about websites and SEO and that kind of thing. I put a lot of this information. I have like a resource page on my website. I have a blog where I go over a lot of stuff about what you need to know. Even if you're not trying to be in the field, there's a lot you should know so that you understand how to hire someone. Awesome. It's blueshiftwebservices.com, but I'm going to put all of your stuff in the show notes. So everybody go check her out, her website, her Instagram, everything. It's blueshiftwebservices. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thank you so much, Emily. This has been really great. And I myself can't wait to check your website more because I'm not great with the techie stuff. So that'll be great to check that out. Yeah, for sure. And if you have questions, we're always here to answer. We love sharing our knowledge. If I don't have the answer, he'll probably have it. And we love to talk. So awesome. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. This was great. It was great talking to you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. Awesome. Awesome interview. Thank you so much, Emily, for sharing your story with all of us. I really enjoyed hearing about your journey through STEM and going through school and working for NASA and starting your own business. Such a great path. I can't wait to see where your career goes, because I'm sure you're going to do a lot of really cool stuff with your business. Everyone, check out Blue Shift Web Services. I'm going to put their website in the show notes, along with all the things that Emily recommended, like Code Academy, CSS Grid, and the games that she talked about to learn coding. Really cool. I recommend everyone check those out. I definitely am going to check those out because I am interested in learning coding. I don't know if I will be great at it or pick it up naturally, but it's definitely something I'm interested in. I agree with Emily. Our society is going really much further into technology, and that's where a lot of the jobs are going to be. So it is important to get kids and teens involved and into technology now, which is so interesting because I work in a middle school and high school. People think that teens are just naturally really good with all technology, but I find in my job that my teens are really good on their phones but they don't know how to use laptops or computers. They're always asking me how to do things on the computer. 
And I always get so caught off guard and surprised that they don't know how to use like print screen, even simple things that I'm able to do, even Google Drive and Google Calendar, things like that. They don't know how to use it. So it's really interesting. I think that's a misconception. A lot of people have that teens are just naturally good with technology. They're good on their phones and with video games, but put them in front of a computer and they're completely lost in my experience with the kids at my school anyway. So talking to Emily made me think of this experience I had in high school. It was time for me to pick my elective and it was between woodshop and jewelry making. And I really wanted to take woodshop. I thought it'd be really cool. So I put in my schedule to go into woodshop and the guidance counselor, a female guidance counselor, told me no. She told me I couldn't take woodshop because that was for boys. Are you kidding me? I was shocked. I could not believe that I wasn't allowed to take woodshop. I really didn't understand it. So she put me in the jewelry making class, which I didn't want to take because I never really wore jewelry, but it ended up being cool because we did like a little soldering and stuff. So, I mean, it was fine, but... That was my experience in high school, just trying to take an elective class. So I can't even imagine women in STEM going through college, trying to sign up for these computer classes and coding classes and things like that and getting those remarks and having their counselors be obstacles. The path for women in STEM should be easier with less obstacles And for me personally, I don't know if this is for other people, but I get so disheartened when I hear sexist comments from other women, it just hurts worse for me for some reason. <laughs> I hope that people realize it's 2020. Women can be in STEM. Women are really good with technology and computers and gaming. That's a whole other conversation me and Emily didn't even get into how she said she's into gaming. I have friends, female friends that are gamers and the sexist things that they experience. That's a whole other hour long episode. But anyway, Awesome conversation. Key takeaways. The first foot you put forward, you want to look your best. First impressions matter. Your logo matters. Your branding matters. Your business cards matter. Make sure everything looks good and beautiful because that's your first impression. Going door to door landed them three clients in their first week. I think in this digital world, we really take for granted that people still really appreciate the in-person interactions. We live in an amazing time. You can teach yourself almost anything right from the palm of your hand. Every business should have an online presence, whether it's a website, social media, or ads. The center of all of your digital marketing is your website. If you have a business, you need a website. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Emily. I learned so much. I really enjoyed hearing your story and your journey. So great. Thank you for sharing that with us. For all of you, join my Facebook group, facebook.com backslash groups backslash according to Des. I'd love to see what you're up to and check out my website. I am revamping it. So it's a little bit of a mess right now, but check it out according to Des.com and see everything I have going on there. Hopefully soon I'm going to be having some e-courses on there. All right, well, until next time, thanks for joining me, and don't forget to subscribe.